Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Episode 7. So. <laughs> so this is Brown Burndown. Brown Burndown. The Brown Burndown. The Brown The Brown This is Brown Burndown. Burn Down. Burn Down. The Brown Burn Down. <laughs> Back in business. Cool. Back in business. Back, back in business. Apologies at the top of the episode that we never got to the point we last time. Just failed to get to the point. <laughs> we got carried away. Lies we told was that that episode was going to be at the Oscars, and and it was not. It was not. Here we are, continuing uh, last week's episode. We're going to talk about the Oscars today, guys. Let's kick things off with lies we told. Tara, do we have yes. lies this week? We do have lies. I'm sad to report. And it's like the stupidest lie of all time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I said in both the episode description and on the podcast that the Jonas Brothers were jumping on top of cars and stumbling out of bars, but it turns out they've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars, which I contend makes less sense it than... Ma- it totally, yeah. It makes way less sense. Like, why would you ever... Dance on a car. Dance on a car. Jumping on a car is, like, that's, like, all about the, like, you know, the route that you're taking. Like, that may, like, just, <laughs> that may just warrant you having to jump on a car to get to where you need to be. But, like, dancing on a car is just sure. unnecessary. Also because the vibe is, like, I'm stumbling out of bars because I'm really drunk. So I get it if you, like, jump on a car, like, on the streets of New York because you're, like, I'm drunk. Maybe you would dance on a car if you were, have you ever danced on a car? I've never danced. Can't say I have. So... <laughs> I've sat on a car. I've sat on a car. I don't know. Maybe you're missing out on something big in life. (laughs) That's the takeaway is. So, okay. That was like one piddly little lie that we told. But second one that we want to talk about, which I guess is more of just like a general disclaimer. And I feel like this is not from last week's episode or any of our episodes in particular, but like more like all of them. Um, I feel like sometimes we say um, Indian instead of South Asian and we just wanted to make a general disclaimer that like we're trying to be very inclusive here. We don't mean to isolate one group of South Asians over the others. When we say Indian, we want to mean South Asian generally. All brown people. Yes, definitely. This episode title may be Indos in Hollywood, but we mean... South Asians generally in yes, Hollywood. Yes, exactly. So, moving on to our next section. Thoughts from our friends. Thoughts our friends have our... thoughts. Yeah. So, so, first one came from, uh, are we saying who it came from? A-Dog. A-Dog. You know him, you love him. He was a guest <laughs> on this show a couple episodes ago. He's great. He's goals. But he had a burning question, which was... I can, yeah, I can read it to you. Let's just read his question. Um, He says, can you, quote, and I quote, can you dedicate a substantial portion of your next pod to updating us on what Frankie is up to? Have been wondering. (laughs) And, well, Robs, what was your reaction to that Who's Frankie? (laughs) (laughs) I literally had no idea. (laughs) Frankie is the bonus Jonas, as only the Jonas brothers refer to him as, I'm pretty sure. Um, he's their younger brother who was, like, too young to be in the band originally, and for some reason they still exclude him, even though he's, like, 20 now. He's of age now. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, but the answer to your question, A-Dog, is that is so not even tangentially related to 
the subject of this podcast, so you can feel free to Google that and email us if, if it's at all related to brown people. So good luck with that. Best of exploration. luck to you. Peace, yeah. <laughs> Peace be with you. <laughs> Peace be with you. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. Okay. So moving on from that, um, a new listener, Ange, we'll call her Ange, Ange. Um, Ange wanted to say that she loves our pod and so we wanted you all to know that she loves our pod she also agrees that danielle is thirsty for attention yeah she is similar to frankie yeah she's not even she is thirsty for attention i feel like we didn't give her enough credit for that last week (laughs) when we were talking about her we kind of talked to her about her as being more of like the like quiet conservative like wing of the family but yeah uh, that's false she's still there guys She's still there. And yeah, you're, that's a super good point. Like, she's not like the, like, good Christian who's quiet in the corner and just married, um... Kevin. Nick? Kevin. Yes. <laughs> um, but she is, like, if you scroll through her Insta, she's promoting, promoting, promoting. She's very in the picture. She yeah. starts fake drama for no reason. So, she's there, but we don't want to really give her any more space because she's irrelevant. Okay, so... What, oh yeah, okay, I feel like our friends just had a lot of thoughts. Like this, they had a lot of thoughts This episode just, week. like, really stirred things up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we got, a, um, we got a thought from our friend, Kay. Kay, yes. Kay, Kay's been a dedicated listener. She's a listener. good listener. Yeah, from day one. She was, like, a little offended that we called her out last time, so shout out to Kay. You the best. You the best. We love you. We love you. Keep Thanks listening. for listening. Yeah, you the best. Um, and so Kay, basically, her thought from last week was that that it was equally weird for Sophie to be in this video right because like we spent a lot of our time talking about how weird it was and how kind of a like a step back or like step down it was for Priyanka to be in this video but uh equally concerning is Sophie Turner being in this video yeah and I think it like definitely is a valid point it gets back to our like I think innate feeling that Priyanka is better than Nick Mm -hmm. um and so anything she does for him maybe feels like she's too good for it and I do think that that was maybe like our own bias but at the same time Priyanka is just so much bigger than Sophie yeah if you have thoughts questions comments concerns about that email us feel free to let (laughs) us know thebrownburndown at gmail.com okay and finally, thoughts for her friends. Let's wrap this section up with probably the most contentious thing that we brought up last week, which was, who is hotter, Nick versus Joe? Uh, yeah, I got some hate texts. I want to do, like, an analysis here, though, because I do think, like, a certain type of person was into Nick and a certain type of person was into Joe. You know, if there are any Kevin lovers out there, like, I really got to I want to know, like, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, you know, it seems like it's a very, like, polarizing issue on which Jonas brother was hotter. It's like the new Myers-Briggs. Like, what does that (laughs) say about you? Yeah. I do wonder. Do you think it's like Joe was like the bad boy? Were you like into like bad boys? I just thought he looked better. Oh, it was just like purely physical. (laughs) Huh. Yeah. And, um, nope. Yep, that's it. I don't have anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Okay, well. I thought about it and that's my answer. (laughs) Um, well, I think we would genuinely love your thoughts on this. But in the meantime, you should email us to let us know whether you thought Nick or Joe was hotter and why. And if you thought Kevin was hotter, you gotta email gotta us. Gotta email us, yeah. Okay, cool. So our last section, um, before we get to the point, is a hashtag Nick Yanko watch 2K19, which 
Honestly, because we legitimately did record last week, a not not a lot has happened. Not They're just lot. really promoting this video. Right. Um, yeah. But, like, Priyanka has been posting about their video a lot also. She on has. On her Instagram. So that's worth watching. Um, <laughs> or not. And Or not. <laughs> that, okay, just an update from last week. The video has 61 million views. Which is a lot, right? Which is a lot of views. Um, so as part of this, like, publicity circuit... The Jonas Brothers went on the James Corden show. Mm-hmm. What is it? Late, late night? Yeah. Late night night? Late, late night? Double late, yeah. Double late, double late night mm-hmm. with James Corden. And they did Carpool Karaoke, which there is a meme of James Corden asking Nick, was there ever any point during your many weddings when you thought, I'm done with these weddings? And Nick says, yes. And he goes, it was when I saw the bill. And they all laugh. Which is like, ha ha. But if there was any world where Nick was actually paying for this wedding alone, yeah, or at all, it's like, like haha, but it's more like haha at you because you definitely did not pay for this, yeah, wedding, like right? haha, that yeah, that's <laughs> a very like mm, grandpa joke, yeah. you know, like, like it's like a father of the bride father kind of, of thing bride that, kind of. like, but you're the groom, dude, <laughs> it seems like a stage joke, like, I get it, like, oh, a yeah. lot of these jokes are probably staged for late night talk shows but yeah that was 100% stage so do better yeah just weird so there's that okay so I love how this is turning it into a Jonas Brothers <laughs> no <laughs> no more this is the last week we're over it we're over it <laughs> okay. so okay so now that we've exhausted that topic <laughs> 41 minutes in uh okay let's move on to the main main event. Okay, main event for this week. We're going to talk about the Oscars today. Not just specifically the Oscars. Oscars and some movies that are coming up that we have not watched at all. But uh, <laughs> they have either uh, Indian slash brown people in them or they're about brown people. Ironically, not played by brown people. Oscars <laughs> recently occurred. And yes. so the Oscars, as Tara mentioned before, like they've recently become kind of this contentious space for the lack of representations. There was the hashtag that was trending last year, which was Oscar So White. Was it last year or two years ago? I think it was maybe two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Three years ago. They but, diversified the Academy membership a lot. They yes. added a lot of, like, younger, more diverse people, but it's still majority old white men, hence Green Book winning. Right. Picture. Exactly. And like that that was the, I mean, the, the trend, the trending hashtag was about the Academy being completely white, right? Yeah. I think that, like, when you see, and, like, we're obviously, like, a, a have a skew towards brown people in pop culture, um, as which we're defining as um, of South Asian descent. You could see in kind of, like, the Best Picture nominees this year, there was, like, like, Roma, which is a foreign language film, also takes place in Mexico, but also was a Best Picture nominee. There was Black Panther, which is about this, like, fictional place in Africa, um that's like super technologically advanced and is um like produces superheroes basically then there's like um black clansmen and then you have kind of like the traditional hollywood movies like vice a star is born yeah Mm -hmm. vice and green book which is like 
you know, classic tale of, like, racist man overcomes racism by being in proximity to a black man who happens to be, like, a famous musician, but, like, we're not going to go into that. Like, that's not really the point of the movie. That's not the point, but also they did win Best Picture, which I think is, like, weak. I know. Okay. It's really weak. Academy hasn't changed that much. And I think we specifically want to talk about Bohemian Rhapsody because everyone was confused. There was a lot of controversy on Bohemian Rhapsody, which was um, Best Picture nominee and also uh, Rami Malek won the Oscar for Best Leading Actor. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of controversy because the director of the movie, Brian Singer, I want to say is his yeah, name? Yeah, that's his name. I think so. He um, was, like, apparently horrible to work with. Ultimately, they fired him, and he, like, has a lot of, like, child uh molestation charges or so that's been the conventional controversy around it but we want to add another wrench so (laughs) so bohemian rhapsody it's about queen um who the main uh singer is freddie mercury who is also known as freddie mercury is a stage name for farouk bulsara so he is Parsi, he's like an Indian man um, who lived in Mumbai, right? He grew up in Mumbai. But it's played by Rami Malek, who won the Oscar for Best Actor, who is Egyptian-American? Yes. Not Indian. Not the same at all. Like, we should never confuse those two because and they're like, not the same thing. They're not the same thing. And Parsi are um originally from iran i think way mm-hmm. back when but mm-hmm. they are as you know an important part of indian culture like it's a very large um ethnographic group in india and they've been in india for a long time so like he's not he's egyptian that is a completely separate thing and for some reason no one's talking about it yeah everyone is okay with the fact that, and I think it, even Rami Malek, obviously he's okay with it. He won an Oscar for it. Yeah. In his acceptance speech, he gave this, what I thought was a really nice acceptance speech about just like the power of being an immigrant and being able to like seize opportunities like this, the way that Freddie Mercury did. And then like he is the child of an immigrant. And so he's also like successful in his own way. And especially because anytime you do a historical movie which the oscars freaking love all of hollywood loves like a good historical drama and now we're getting to the point where like the 60s are like historical dramas which is hilarious but um there are so few big stories in western canon that involve anyone of south asian descent right like you know throwing in like oh like he's middle eastern like it's the same thing it's the same, like yeah he's ethnic like whatever he's exactly he's ethnic like that is incredibly problematic right and like i was talking to a friend about this and she was like well like he hit the fact that he was indian you know he like never talked about it and like that's a huge part of his story and that's what makes it even worse yeah, in my opinion exactly. like he was not able to be an openly queer man he was also not able to be an openly indian man because Mm of like racism in england at that time and he was like ashamed of his heritage so to like again like not cast someone who is of that heritage feels really insensitive and like yeah you're feeding into the same racism the same like yeah problematic space that he actually was living in as a person right so They just cast someone who, like, looked vaguely ethnic and, like, kind of allude to the fact that he has, like, issues with his heritage. And that's, like, 
definitely perpetuating the problem. It's like he was just kind of vaguely ethnic looking and that that's all there was to his to his, you know, backstory. But there are certain roles that are Oscar roles. Like there was famously Emma Watson was super mad because she was supposed to be cast in La La Land, but then was kind of decided that she was going to do Beauty and the Beast instead. And she got really mad at her team because she was like, I would have won the Oscar. And it's true. Like Emma Stone was not like amazing in La La Land. Right. That was just a role that the Academy was going to like no matter what. And right. if Emma Watson had been in it, she would have probably gotten the Oscar for it. So like, exactly. it's, there are certain roles that are Oscar roles, and this clearly is one, like a Freddie Mer- Mercury biopic. Like, right, yes. exactly. And so when there's, okay, there are already such few roles that are of that caliber to begin with, and then even further than that, so few of those roles could ever be played by someone who's not white. It just yeah. feels like a huge disappointment to have this role that is meant for an Indian man not be played by one. And I don't doubt that Rami Malek is amazing in it and that, like, he's a very talented actor. But, like, you could be putting a new face on the stage and, like, someone of Indian origin to fame and Oscar glory. Exactly. Rami Malek is a great actor. He would have won an Oscar for something else if it weren't for this role. Like, I don't doubt that at all. So, yeah. I don't know. In general, like, we've talked about this before. I feel like the Oscars, like, yeah, like, now the Academy is more diverse, um, just American film is getting to be more diverse because they're more diverse filmmakers, right? But yeah, South Asians are very poorly represented at the Oscars. Like the only movie that really ever comes to mind is Slumdog Millionaire, which is problematic on so many levels. But yeah, yeah. Well, there are no Indian origin people who have even been nominated. Just Ben Kingsley and Dave Patel, who was nominated for Lion. But he didn't win it. Well, Dave Patel is a good transition into our next topic. Now we kind of want to talk about some movies that we've watched trailers for because they're not out yet. Or slash, they're about to be out. Not in the U.S. Yes. The first of which is this new movie coming out called Hotel Mumbai. So it's about the the attacks that happened at the Taj Palace Hotel in 2008 in Mumbai. And what's problematic about this movie is that, well, they've gotten a lot of, like, very famous actors and actresses to be in it, right? So Dave Patel's in it, Army Hammer's in it, Anupam Kher's in it. Um, It's just... Lucius Malfoy's in it. Yes, he's in it, too. Um, Army Hammer is, like, one of the tourists that's staying at the hotel, and... I don't know. It's just, it's annoying because this movie is not even uh, by an Indian person. Like, it's completely nope. by, I think it's by, a like, a Scottish guy, I think. I think, yep. Yeah, he's, like, Scottish Scottish dude. screenplay and directed by um, an Australian. Yeah. So, yes, it's a movie about India by white people. And, and it's based on a memoir, not a memoir, documentary called Surviving Mumbai by a white woman. This was really controversial, actually, I remember, because people were really upset that the first person to be doing a documentary about this was 
um, an Australian woman. I remember this was a controversy. I don't remember how it ended. I guess she got to do it. But this is the basis for this movie is her documentary, Surviving Mumbai, from the perspective of a white person. And why it was problematic was because it perpetuates. And now the story that's getting told is from the perspective of a white person, even in the big Bollywood film. Which is so, Hollywood film. yeah. I remember when this attack, all my family is from Mumbai. Like, I remember when this attack happened. Like, I, that whole yeah. community was just devastated by something like this happening. And it's just, it's so disappointing that this story, I feel like it's a story that belongs to, like, my grandparents and, like, their friends who live yeah. there and who, like, actually experienced what it was like to have this happen in your city. And it's horrible that these, the red, like, the, the visitors, the guests of this hotel who happened to be white had to suffer through this and they were victims in this. But for them to be the primary face of this story is just... It's messed up. It's just insensitive. It's messed up. And it's like you go to that hotel now and you see on the walls they have the name of, the names of the victims there because they've rebuilt the hotel. And they're almost all brown a continuation of spikes and tensions between pakistan and india it's a long story history that is all courtesy of the british and it's about something deeper that affects brown people south asians on a day-to-day basis it does not have to do with white people and like it is sad that there were white people who died in this situation but it's much more representative of what's going on in india right now what's going on in pakistan right now sort of like the situation um and the impact on those who live there permanently not as like a host a fun hostage situation that some no and how much do you want to bet that like one of these indian actors dies during the movie and army hammer comes out alive and like oh you know for sure army hammer is gonna live it's army hammer and yeah and like all these like brown people are gonna die to save him like it's gonna be another like indian hospitality thing like dave patel is like like you know like putting service first well-being of the guests first they allude to that in the trailer but like the guests are the most important thing and like him sacrificing his life for these white people i haven't seen the movie and it's the same thing as green book it's like telling the story of like um a black man from the perspective of a white person and I think, like, it's like a, it's a, yeah, it's a continuous thing in Green Book. It's also, like, the Hollywood telling a disaster story from the perspective of white people is something they continuously do. There was a movie a few years ago that made me really upset. It's called The Impossible. It starred Naomi Watts, and she got, was nominated for an Oscar for her role in this. And it's basically about this, like, this white couple who gets separated during the um, Indian Ocean tsunami. Um, what year was that? Um, the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami. Um, and like how they try and find each other after they've been like through this traumatic experience. And it's like, yes, there were white people there. There were a whole bunch more of local people who died and lost their homes in the tsunami. It's not just like the, the tourists whose like beach resorts were destroyed. Like it's a traumatic story. Why do you have to tell it from the perspective of like the white tourist? I just, and I think what we're getting at is just that, when a white person tells that story because they are in a foreign environment and they're the victim of like a horrible series of events or a natural disaster like by them being the face of the story like you're like subtly or like very indirectly implying that like their story has more worth than the story of like the indigenous people or the locals that actually right. live there right it's it's just not true it's just not true right um, and I guess, like, this kind of goes into our next couple of points, but, like, Dave Patel is cast in this movie, and 
I mean, I feel like we could do a whole movie, uh, episode about Dave Patel because he is cast in these roles continuously that, yeah, I guess get him Oscar noms, like that one that he got last year. But they're Lion, movie, yeah. Yeah, Lion, right? But they're movies about brown men through the perspective of white people. Like all yes. the movies that he's been in, they're told by usually British directors, screenwriters, and they I feel like they don't accurately represent Indian people at all and I mean he does a lot of like fake Indian accents he seems to be the go-to Indian guy for like movies that are directed by white people but yeah like Best Exotic Marigold Hotel where he's like the friendly staff this like Hotel Mumbai he's like the friendly staff and like um Slumdog Millionaire that is predominantly Indian cast but directed by this white man Danny Boyle with a very specific perspective and like a random Bollywood number at the end which felt like super without a deep understanding of Bollywood film at all. Yeah. And, you know, Lion, which was, like, this story about, like, this boy rediscovering his family, but it's, like, mostly told about his experience with white people and then, like, how he, like, uses Google Earth to, like, re-find his, like, roots or something. But it's, like, again, a very Western perspective. It's, like, it's yeah, like about- very Western perspective. And then, like, yes, it was a true story, but I think that it was, like, editorialized. Was not and, true. like, there are true stories about brown people interacting with other brown people as well as white people. Like, there yes. are, like, the true stories that are being portrayed are very selective. Yeah, exactly. So... Danny Boyle is coming out with another movie this summer called Yesterday, which is about a brown guy in the UK um, who hits his head, wakes up, and, like, the Beatles don't exist anymore, which is a good premise for a movie. doesn't necessarily have to be about a brown person or a white person. So props to you, but Danny Boyle, for casting a brown dude in it. But, like, what is your obsession with casting (laughs) brown men in these roles, right? I mean, and I think it's, like, partially bad on us that, like, seeing a brown man man leading a movie is, like, a thing. But, like, it is a thing. So, like, if you're gonna make him, this brown man, the center of this movie about the Beatles and, like, every supporting cast member around him is white, like, his love interest is white, his, like, everything is white, like, Kate McKinnon's in it, like, then you need to mention it. And, again, maybe they will talk about it. Maybe Maybe it will be a good plot point. But, like, our point is that just because you cast your lead as a brown person, like, your lead is a brown person, and the rest of your cast is white, that does not make the movie diverse, right? Like, you're doing little (laughs) in the, like, arc of progress. And I think people are afraid to point that out because they're like oh I'm being racist or like I'm not I I don't I don't I don't acknowledge it it's just like a random brown person in a sea of white people yeah it's fine but like we're calling it out like that's weird it's weird it feels like you're pandering to like the liberal youth you know like yeah look without actually investing in diversity exactly right like look at us we're cool with a brown guy dating a white girl her family's cool with it too and now he's gonna go on to be the best singer songwriter in the world in this story (laughs) i guess the other last thing you have to say about the oscars was that all of our complaints about existing and ongoing movies the only actual representation of Brown people, specifically Indians, was in the Best Documentary Short winner, which was Period, End of Sentence, which is on Netflix. Again, have not seen it. Have not Did watch the trailer. Did watch the trailer. And I think, like, generally, like, looks like a cool movie. Great that we're talking about periods and menstruation in a way that isn't stigmatized. Um, 
but at the same time, like, that's a stigmatized issue, like, which the um, winners alluded to on stage. Stigmatized issue, like, anywhere. Like, it's still stigmatized here. Like, it's, like, it's still, like, a thing to be, like, embarrassed of and shameful of. So the the fact that the only portrayal of India on or of brown people on the stage was as, like, a third world where they are, like, impoverished with poor sanitation habits and aren't mature enough to talk about, like, menstrual health is, like, factual like but that was the only portrayal of India on that stage I mean this is just comes in tandem with the lack of representation right like when you're only represented in one capacity at the Academy Awards you're further like perpetuating these like awful stereotypes of what this entire nation is and I mean it happens it happens all the time and well we're here to call it out so good job period end of sentence for winning congratulations but at the same time, like, we would love to see more movies about Indians in all different kinds of capacities. And we say Indians because we're Indians, but South Asians in general. It would be great um, at the Academy Awards. Yep. Agreed. So that's our episode. But before we go, we want to leave you with some hot takes. Hot So, okay, the purpose of this week's hot take, we feel like this could be an intro to a future episode that we do, but yes, um, as many of you may know, since you listeners are mostly our friends, um, I'm <laughs> obsessed with the Great British Bake Off, and I was watching an episode last week, it's an old episode from like last season, and one of the contestants who is a white baker, which, like, generally, I feel like the Great British Bake Off is pretty good at, like, casting, like, a diverse diverse set of bakers, but she's cooking with jaggery, which, if you are brown, like, you're well-versed in, like, what jaggery looks and tastes like. She's cooking with this ingredient, and all the judges, all the other contestants are, like, freaking out because she's, like, using this, like, exotic, unusual ingredient, and I was triggered because... (laughs) It's one thing for her to be using an ingredient that she's never seen or used really in her whole life, but, like, for it to be a big deal on this episode and for her to be, like, commended for using this unusual, unique ingredient just seems wrong, like, when literally, like, we have over a billion people in the world eating this ingredient every single day. So, the hot take is a long way of saying the hot take for this week is appropriating Indian ingredients into uh, non-Indian food. Is it cool? Not really. I feel like it's, like, if you love, so someone the other day was, like, I was, like, oh, I'm, like, starting to cook more Indian food, which, fun fact, I'm starting to cook more Indian food. I made dal this weekend. It was very exciting. Nice. And they were, like, oh, like, do you use, like, garam masala? And I was, like, I appreciate that you know Indian spices, and I feel like you want to, like, be my pal and be like, oh, like, I know Indian spices too. Like, mm-hmm. I love garam masala. It's like, oh, cool. Like, happy for you. So, like, if you want to use garam masala in your, like, chicken, feel free. But that's not, like, that's not, like, you discovering a new way yes, of cooking things. Exactly. Like, this, um, it's not worth extra praise. It's not really even worth mentioning other than the fact that, like, <laughs> she used it. Like, like, oh, it's, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Save your surprise. Save your shock. Like, if she... What was she baking? Like, what was she making? Like, a muffin. Okay, so if you put, like, I don't know, like, garlic salt in a muffin, would people be like, 
oh my God, that's so innovative and interesting and new and like, wow, like that's crazy. If it tasted good. I mean, a muffin with garlic salt would not taste good, but like, you know what I mean? Like if she used like a, a weird Western ingredient, yeah. yeah, like would people have been like so surprised, so surprised. and shocked? Yeah. No, and I think the surprise and shock is coming from the fact that like this is an exotic, unusual, unique ingredient. And, like, what if she had been Indian? Would they have been like, this is crazy? Or they would have been like, I like that you brought your culture into the muffin. Which is, if you watch The Great British Bake Off, that's literally what they do. Because they have so many Indian contestants. And every time they make Indian food, they're like, wow, like, good for you for, like, bringing your culture into this. Like, this is awesome. So, yes. That's our hot take from the week. Yeah, feel free to use Indian spices. But, like, don't pat yourself on the back for it. Like, and don't expect other people to pat yourself on the bag. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> All so, right. That's, that's it. Episode. That's what we got. So, yeah. Um, rate, review, subscribe. We read every review that we get. Um, Feel free email to us. email us, especially if you want to make a contribution to our uh, SoundCloud account. Yeah. You know you can send money through Gmail. I learned this recently. So send us money. Is this illegal? Are we like soliciting donations illegally?